It's the second half. Coming up, reaction to the Titans-Bengals game from Saturday. Andrew the Earl Moore, who was in the building with his flamehead, will react to that and more. The Band-Aid is ripped off. That's coming up here on Main Street Sports Today. Now, back to the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome back into a Reaction Monday. It is the second half as we get you up to date with all of the news that is news across the nation. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? That's two Ray Stevens uh, <laughs> in one show. That's that's unusual. It's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right, so let's start here with a, a tweet from Bill Shea, who is the senior sports business writer for The Athletic. Because the question I'm going to ask can be answered by his tweet. The question is, was this weekend the most exciting round or divisional round in NFL history? Well, I don't think there's any question that it's the most exciting in recent memory. And after last week, we deserve some exciting games, didn't we? Well, there you go. I mean, you know, most exciting is certainly subjective. I guess, but most competitive. I mean, you're, when you're three, when your four games were decided by a combined what, fifteen points, and one of those was in overtime. I, I can't imagine there being another divisional playoff weekend that went like that. Yeah, absolutely. Tweets were up fifty-eight percent year over year. Uh, unique authors of tweets up 42%. Nearly 50% more people tweeting about the NFL this year than last year. Well, considering so many people had stopped watching the NFL, that's that's probably a good thing. I guess it depends. <laughs> For various Who knows? reasons. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let, let's talk about the rest of the, cause we're going to get to the Titans in the next segment and the final segment. And there's plenty to talk about, of course, but you know, the game that followed a lot, a lot was made about Aaron Rodgers draft night comment. And to be fair, the 49ers probably do regret not taking Aaron Rodgers, you know, as, as a football player. And uh, who knows what they could have done over the over that time with him. But that being said, the 49ers come out with a, a banged-up Jimmy Garoppolo and get it done in Lambeau Field, 13-10. Well, Say what you will about the 49ers and Aaron Rodgers, but the 49ers are 4-0 and against Aaron Rodgers in the postseason. And Aaron Rodgers, for everything he's done, has won one Super Bowl. So, Which is one more than the 49ers have won since that it, time. It, it but is. But <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I mean, you're right in that he doesn't play well against San Francisco. And, you know, as bad as Ryan Tannehill played on Saturday, 
I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't do anything more. Well, to again, to be fair, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw three picks. But he also, I mean, he didn't he didn't win the game when he no he he, he had his chance and he didn't win it, the game. And both he both he and Tannehill had it all laid out right there. I mean, we had said, or I had said, you know, who wants to go to Green Bay in January having to win to keep their season alive? Well, San Francisco said, hold my beer. So, you know, um, I mean, it's. They didn't seem bothered by it. Let's be honest here. You know, the punt doesn't happen if, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes and wins the football game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is just another in the long list of Green Bay special teams snafus. And, I mean, the Packers against the Bears, now they won, but they allowed a, a punt return uh, for a touchdown, like a 97-yarder. They kicked the ball out of bounds, you know, Tried to field a kickoff that was headed out of bounds. Just the the Packers special team has been kind of a dumpster fire at times this year, and it culminated with the final play of their season. Yeah, and <laughs> and and you know it's it's tough. I mean, even high school coaches will tell you, you know, offense, defense, special teams. You you can't scrimp on that you can't shave time off there i mean you've got to give that the attention it deserves or it'll get you beat and you know that's that's question number two here you know did we kind of witness the changing of the guard with with, now granted joe burrow threw for over 300 yards but he didn't have he didn't have a touchdown and like 80 of those yards was on the one play on a a hitch route that jamar chase took forever um but you know joe burrow still looked phenomenal made made the made the biggest pass of the season to set them up for the field goal you know to a wide open receiver but that's neither here nor there um and then of course you know you've got guys like uh mahomes who we've who we've been talking about for years and josh allen you know Tom Brady's gone. He's out. Now, Matt Stafford's still around, but Aaron Rodgers. When you say Tom Brady's out. out. What, what, oh, oh, yeah. They're, they're out of the playoffs. I mean, did you watched a bunch of young guys go out and win playoff football games. It feels like the, the kind of the changing of the guard. And, and those guys, like you say, I mean, Stafford – Mahomes, Burrow, Garoppolo to a lesser degree, but they went out and won football games. Like you said, I mean, your quarterbacks went out and got it done as opposed to being game managers. You know, they they were right there in the middle of what it was taking to win ball games. And we don't have that here well we say that we don't have somebody who can win playoff games apparently i mean you, you, 
Ryan Tannehill still has the most fourth quarter comebacks of any quarterback in the league since he started, since he became the starter at ten, in Tennessee. And I uh, wish he had one more. You and me both. And we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about that. I promise. But before we do, obviously, the last thing that I want to talk about before we get to a break here is overtime. We've beaten this dead horse. We all know what we think about overtime. But is this the straw that's finally going to break the overtime back? I don't know. I mean, it, it's like somebody pointed out on Twitter. We had a Super Bowl decided in the same fashion. So. If it happening in a Super Bowl didn't do it, then why does it happening in a divisional playoff game do it? Clearly, I, I, that's a great point. I mean, yeah. Now, 28-3 might have had something to do with that. This one was never 28-3, so I don't know. But... All of you out there saying defense, defense still matters. You got to play defense. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, nobody ever chooses defense in the NFL's overtime. So <laughs> clearly, it doesn't mean nearly as much as offense. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, all right, let's do it. I, we we have avoided it long enough, Mo. We got to talk about the Tennessee Titans and. We will do that on the other side of the break. So come back with us on Main Street Sports today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Reaction Monday here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are coming to you from the Lee Company studio from each of our homes, from our homes, where we push furniture into people's homes. <laughs> hope you guys are having a fantastic Monday, and if you're not, I hope it gets better. It is time to talk about the unfortunate events of this weekend when the Number one seed Tennessee Titans failed to live up to the hype. The positive is that we were only the worst one seed in history for a few hours because at least we lost to a team that, you know, was at home last week. So (laughs) I'm just saying. The you 49ers had to go look for that one, huh? The 49ers didn't even play at home last week. They weren't they were, were they like a five seed or something? Like, come on. So it, 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 see, we lost to a higher seed than they did. So clearly we weren't the worst one seed in history. The Packers were. <laughs> Andrew the Earl Moore is on with us. And I asked Andrew if he wanted to come on today and gripe. And I said, I mean react. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it will probably be more of the former than the latter, but uh, you know, Andrew in Nissan Stadium, what was it like? It was, I mean, it was surreal. Uh, that was the very first experience I've really ever had in my life. Uh, Titans fans everywhere. Yes, there was a lot of Bengals fans, uh, mainly on the opposing side of the stadium, where the where the Bengals come out of the stadium. Um, but for the most part, it was, it was two tone blue everywhere. It was loud. Uh, it was cold. Um, uh, I'm still trying to get my voice back a little bit. So if I have a little bit of a break in my voice here, I apologize for that. Uh, but all of that being said, just the only thing that I can remember is that I walked out of that stadium very sad just 48 hours ago, unfortunately. Sad seems to be what a lot of folks were saying, right? I mean, I, there was a lot of head hanging on the way out. Oh yeah, oh there was a lot more than head hanging. There's a, there were some questionable uh, personal decisions made by some Titans fans on the way out of the stadium as well. Um, but sad, <laughs> sure. sad is I think is just yeah the the perfect word. Maybe disappointed might be even more, uh, might be a better word than sad. Wasn't that always the worst, Mo, when somebody would say, I'm not mad at you, I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right one. there. <laughs> I've, I've had that one. And yeah, that's I think that's probably the overwhelming emotion. I mean, again, it just felt like it was all right there and due to some circumstances. I 
you sack the other quarterback nine times and you lose. Uh, that I think that's I think that is really the biggest disappointment is the the performance you got on the other side of the ball and to have done no more with it than they did. I think that's what's most disappointing for the large majority of folks. Yeah. How many times have we sat here since September uh, outside of week one where we said we could have won that game? There were many spots where we could have won that game, and it just it didn't happen. You throw three interceptions, you're not going to win the game. It's It just is what it is. Unfortunately, but my, my thing that, that blows my mind more than anything, uh, having two days to really ponder about what happened is, yes, me included, super excited that Derrick Henry was back. The stadium was electric when he ran out of the tunnel. Just having him back, I'm sure, was great for the morale of the team. But why does Deontay Foreman only get four carries in the entire game? Four carries, and he had almost four carries. He had about 10 more yards than Derrick Henry had with 20 carries. Uh, especially on that, I believe it was the second interception where we're, we're down close to the red zone, and Deontay Foreman single-handedly got you down to that point, and all of a sudden you decide to throw a screen pass. Mm-hmm. That When's the last time a screen pass has ever worked for this team? Um, and Andrew... I'm gonna I'm and I'm gonna throw this out. There is a a Twitter account out there that did a video compilation of the uh, and it's, it wasn't a screen. It was an RPO. So okay. here's the thing: they blitzed off that side because in that formation, the only play the Titans run from that formation is that RPO. Period. And it's the only RPO in the playbook, obviously, because it's the only one they run. So the defensive end, or I'm sorry, the defensive back that that blitzed knew it was coming, didn't even go after the quarterback or the running back because he knew what was coming. I feel like in that particular situation, you know, obviously the the pre-snap read is blitz is coming, throw to the blitz because you've got numbers on the outside except that we had been just absolutely destroying them on the left side of the line for a good quarter and a half. And by the way, the left side of the line destroyed their guys on that play. And had he handed it to number seven, it was six. That's the most frustrating part, but that that goes back to Todd Downing. (laughs) But that goes back to Todd Downing. Todd Downing with predictability. Whatever happened to predictability? Well, it all landed in Todd Downing's hands because play action pass on the first play of the game, everybody in the stadium knew it was going to be a play action pass. They knew they weren't going to hand it to Derrick Henry because that's what you expect them to do, right? Except no, nobody expects you, Todd Downing, to know what to do. We and always expect where, you to overcoach. From where I was sitting up in section 304. Uh, uh, yes, everyone knew that – I knew that that the first play of the game was going to be play action. I mean, <laughs> that that was obvious. And it looked like maybe for a second, I think he had Julio open. He did. But he, he waited a second or two too long. Uh, I mean, I was up there screaming, he's open, you got him, you got him. And, well, he hit the open guy that happened to be wearing black and orange, unfortunately. Uh, 
I'm just I haven't talked much in the last two days. I I haven't gotten on social media at all the last two days. I'm just I'm just sick to my stomach. I really am. This is one of the best chances this this franchise has probably seen since they've come to Nashville. Uh, probably this year and and uh, back all the way in 2000 uh, that this team had a chance to actually win the Super Bowl. And you go out in your home stadium and you just, in a sense, you lay an egg. You have a defense that got nine sacks. You had a defense that was was disrupting uh, Joe Burrow. You, you For the most part, you kept uh, Jamar Chase in check, ex- except for that one long uh, uh, play that they had, I think, in the first half. Uh, and they only got a field goal out of that. Exactly. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't even throw a touchdown Saturday. Joe Mixon got that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just I'm just I'm just really, like I said, really disappointed, really confused right now. I don't really know what to say, other than probably things that I can't say on these airwaves. So I will uh, <laughs> I, I will sit here and bite my tongue. How do we feel about the two point conversion? I mean, obviously, Sunday week and Monday morning quarterback it all day. But I was in favor of the two-point conversion because I'm in favor of the Titans always going for two when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, but I'm not in favor of lining everybody up on the line of scrimmage uh, within the, inside the hash marks and then running. Which, which <laughs> makes the it incre- incredibly obvious what you're about to do. Um, <laughs> I, I don't hate two-point conversions. I, and I th- We'll disagree here. I don't understand why you go for two on your first touchdown in the game that early in the game. I think you uh, I go for two once they had the defensive penalty that put the ball on the one. As I've been saying all weekend, I, I think Derrick Henry from the one, you think it's free money, basically. And now, yeah. but now the two-point conversion decision, I didn't have an issue with. I think, as you said, and as we've said pretty much throughout this segment, the play call. And the play no, call no. wasn't bad. Just the formation. Why is everybody yeah. inside the freaking hash marks? So, I, I tried to start a, a hashtag a couple weeks ago that, that said down on downing. Well, I'm officially changing it to out on downing. Uh, it's not as it's not as cute and doesn't rhyme as well, but I think it really gets my point across. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Unfortunately, and I'm afraid that Mike Rabel is about to fall into a trap that has kind of plagued former Tennessee Titans head coaches like uh, Mike Munchak and uh, Mike Malarkey, where they're just so loyal to their guys mm-hmm. that they're going to keep them around. Um, now, I think that Mike Rabel is better than the, the other Mikes that have been here in the past. I think he's a much better head coach, but if he is not careful, he's already gone out and said that he's he's going to stand by Downing. Um, he says it's not in his mind, in his locker room, it's not just a one-man problem. But and you know, here and here in my own personal world, I'm, I'm gonna say no. There is there is one person that is an issue, and it was really the big, the only big change that we made to the offense this year, and that was Todd Downing. Um, even with his full arsenal of players, I'm boring, predictable, nothing exciting. Uh, no, where were the tight ends on Saturday? 
he was a well, former tight ends coach. Like that's kind of where I was. What I was going to say was, you know, you don't have that playmaker tight end that we've had in the past, and that that's something that that Ryan Tannehill clearly needs, which is why I think the Titans should go out and get OJ Howard. But you know, neither here nor I, there I, at this point. I agree to that. Yeah. Uh, but, but. If, if we're looking at this from a whole perspective, Todd Downing is the one thing that we can point to and say, this is the issue that Ryan Tannehill has. If you go back and, and, and to every, you know, every season before this, yes, he had Derrick Henry the entire time. But even when he had Henry in the first few weeks of the season, when he had Henry on Saturday, the play calling didn't change. Nothing changed because of Derrick Henry. So, therefore, it tells me that Derrick Henry was not a factor in the play calling for Todd Downing. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think this might start a, now might start a, a really hard and awkward conversation. Are we starting to realize that maybe we're relying way too much on one person in the entire offense to keep this thing rolling? Is it maybe time to start a slow transition? Um, of course, you have to get the right players for that. Um, and, and look, Derrick Henry is a beast. He's probably going to be a beast till he decides to hang it up. But you no. got to throw the ball. You got to throw the ball to win in this league, unfortunately, um, which hasn't really been anything that we've been able to do in the twenty plus years that we've been here in Nashville. And and the thing about that is, we've never had the weapons to throw the ball to that are there Absolutely. now. I mean, there's not been an A.J. Brown, let alone an A.J. Brown and a Julio Jones. True. Which, that, that I mean, an A.J., I mean, that's quietly one of the best. What, well, you have like 130, 140 yards? 142, I think it was. Oof, yeah. Man, I mean, and that, that that touchdown in the in the back of the end zone, oh, my gosh. That, that livened the place up, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I, it's just – I really don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hurt is all. I'm disappointed, um, and it's going to be a long off season sitting here talking about Same what if, if. And what 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 do we need to do? Uh, I've already seen people saying, well, let's let's uh, release or trade Tannehill. Well, guess what? You can't. There's a fifty something million dollar dead cap space if you if you trade or release him. Uh, let's fire Mike Rabel and John Robinson. Why? That's ridiculous. That, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a long off season, unfortunately. If it, for all it, this. It, hopefully, Vrabel was just uh, coach speaking at the microphone earlier because he wants to have that conversation with Downing before he makes an announcement. He didn't want to badmouth him. Hopefully, that's the case. Hmm. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I hope it is because if anybody's getting fired, that's the one guy. FYI, yeah. the Titans coaching staff will be coaching in the Pro Bowl. So... Um, you know, well, if, if you weren't a fan of of Todd Downing's play calling in Tennessee, perhaps you'll like it better while he's wearing a lay. I don't know. It better, you know what? His play calling better not be better at the Pro Bowl than it has been all year, or I'm going to be hot. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> I, I, I think you should probably just, probably just not watch the Pro Bowl. I, I think I'm going to skip it. I have I have a uh, outdoor stadium hockey game to get ready for, so. Uh, I'll be focusing on that. 
Oh, Andrew, I'm sorry we had to have this conversation today, but uh, we appreciate it. We'll we'll talk at you later, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Absolutely. Y'all have a great week, guys. You too, man. Andrew, the Earl Moore, joining us to react to to the Titans. Uh, Mo, we... I'm gonna. I got a couple of questions I want to ask in segment six, but MLBPA and MLB met today. Some positive news came out of it, so we'll talk about that as well on the other side. So stick around on Main Street Sports today. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Reaction Monday on Main Street Sports Today. Chris Yalmo Patton coming to you from the Lee Company studio and apparently a squirrel. Hi there, squirrel. On the roof, just staring me down. What's up? We uh, caught a chipmunk in our skunk trap. So, poor thing was going nuts inside. I mean, just very scared <laughs> inside that trap. I felt bad. We've caught two raccoons and a, and a, and a squirrel. So and no skunks. No skunks. And I'm pretty sure the bait they're using is Cheez-Its. I'm pretty sure that's what he's putting out on the ground. Oh, man. Well, anyway, it is what it is. At least we got a friend here. I'm in studio. Mo, 
the question I need to ask is, was the national media right about the Titans? Or was this just a an unfortunate performance from the offense that, that was unusual? It was an unfortunate performance by the offense. I don't know how unusual it is because, as we just, just discussed in the last segment, Todd Downing was calling the plays. And so with all that to consider, I think you have to say, yeah, the national media was right about the Titans. I mean, when when it was time to, you know, when the rubber hits the road, the Titans didn't get it done. And it's it's just so inexplicable how you could do the things they did over the course of the regular season. I mean, they beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Rams. They did all of that. And offensively, just stunk it up Saturday. From a play calling and from an execution, from a performance, I mean, again, Foreman only getting four carries, running the way he was. You know, Tannehill forcing balls on plays that maybe shouldn't have been called. It just, just the whole offensive performance as a whole was just a menage, you know. Especially considering how well the left side of that line played. Um, ben Jones at center has just been a, a constant uh, anchoring that line. And then, you know, Roger Saffold probably had the best game he's had all season. And maybe Taylor Lewan too. I mean, seriously, that left side played as well as they've played in the two and a half years that I've been really paying attention to them. And the fact that on third and one, you run a read option from shotgun instead of running the bootleg that works 98% of the time from under center. And then you run a, what I was corrected by Montana Carnes and Nick Deschamps an inside zone split run, but you run it to the right and you're zone blocking with it with the right side of the line that hasn't blocked anybody all day. They got blew up. And yet the left side of the line, both Saffold and Lawan had their guys in the middle of the field. You run that play to the left and Derrick Henry scores. But again, overthinking and overcoaching cost this team a chance at playing for a Super Bowl. And yet, Mike Vrabel seems to be fine with that performance. I hope, like you said, I hope he's just saying the right things because they are the right things to say because he doesn't want to throw his guy under the bus or whatever. But I, I, I want to hope that some hard conversations are being had at St. Thomas Sports Park because 
just just the personnel that's there on offense, I don't think it was taken advantage of to the fullest on Saturday. Well, and I'm going to go back and I'm just going to say, you know, uh, Derek Henry should have played in week 18. Period. He should have played. Even if he only got 10 carries, he should have played. I mean, I think, well, you know, the one thing that um, Steve Laban and the guys on um, Sunday Sports Central on Channel 5, the point that they made last night was, you know, the chemistry with the offensive line wasn't necessarily there for Derrick Henry having been out for the lack of for the length of time that he had. And perhaps by playing against the Texans, you get a little bit more of that in game conditions. So but but also for the people he was that he does have chemistry with, it would be the left side. So on fourth and one. Maybe you should have gone that way. Run behind them. Or, or maybe it should have maybe it should have been Deontay Foreman on fourth and one. I don't think Foreman again again Foreman's big run came over the left side. Actually, both of his big runs came over the left side. If you go there, there's a there, and oh, I don't know if I have it um, to a point where I can where I can go back and just and pull it up, mm. but I there was a a chart that showed carries versus uh you know in in which zone they ran mm-hmm. and carries and yards and one of it, it was I think Derrick Henry had like 45 yards over the left side whereas um I think he had three yards over the right side and six yards over the middle something like that I mean, it it was, it it was absolutely like insane how obvious it was where to run the football. And yet, and Todd Downing completely just outcoached himself. Period. Outcoached himself. And the watch me coach people killing me. Anyway, we have just a few minutes left, Mo. Mm-hmm. Let's try to end on something positive. Okay. Baseball Players Association and MLB met today. There's not a deal. Of course, nobody expected one. The union did make a broad proposal that included removing some of its past offer. It was contentious, but they're meeting tomorrow which means that's progress because the last time they met, it took two and a half weeks to get another meeting. So that has to be a good thing. No question. I mean, the fact that they're talking and continuing to talk or planning to continue to talk. I mean, what was it? They went 43 days without talking the first time. So yeah, yeah, Uh, there's got to be some conversation and, and ideally some both sides are willing to back off of a little bit of what they wanted because neither of them is going to get everything they want. Right. 
So, you know, I, I just don't think the sport can afford not to get started, you know, relatively close to on time. Yeah, baseball can't afford it. They really can't. I mean, you already got, you know, some issues with, I mean, with your negativity optics. toward younger players and optics and timing and all of this, that, and the other. You've got plenty of negativity out there. Too much to, to add need, to it. You can't add to it. That's right. So it's imperative that the, the season start at least sometime uh, around April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hope. That's all I know, man. <sighs> It's still positive, though. They're meeting. They're going to meet again sure. tomorrow. This is good. Let's let, let let's keep that ball rolling. Let let's roll the snow and and hope that snowball gets bigger as as yeah, it continues to get a little momentum going with the. Let's do Absolutely. it tomorrow. On the show, we'll have Chip Walters, so he'll talk some MTSU, and we will continue our discussions of college and college hoops, college basketball, college football. There's some transfer portal stuff going on right now, so that's exciting. Uh, some decommitments from Texas A&M. Curious how that's working out. It's just a lot going on in the world of sports. We'll continue talking high school uh, sports as well, so come back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel here on Main Street Sports today. 2 o'clock on the podcast if you missed any part of it go subscribe apple spotify everywhere else we appreciate it follow us at ms underscore sports today on twitter and for mo and jp i'm chris Yao saying have a great day we'll see you tomorrow